Hello, readers. Rashad Jennings is a former NFL running back, a Dancing with the Stars champion, and a New York Times bestselling author. The book is called The If in Life, How to Get Off Life's Sidelines and Become Your Best Self. Rashad, thank you for the time today. The If in Life, what does the If stand for? It's a play on words. When you spell out the word life, the if in life, when you spell out the word life, if it's in the middle, and I go through 15 chapters extracting that one little itty-bitty word and how it applies so much to our life today and how, how pivotal it is to realize what is your big if. Um, you know, and I go through mine. If I, if I didn't have a loving mother, if I didn't have uh, two brothers that, that covered me, if I wouldn't have responded to racism the right way, if God wasn't in the center of my life and I just continue to go through all my major if points, um, through middle school, high school, college, through pros, and even some of Dancing with the Stars, and how a overweight, chubby kid, glasses, asthma, with a .6 GPA average, um, at one point in time, was able to, in a fifth-string running back, was able to overcome all that adversity and find himself in a place um, today. So I, I go through and give all of my secrets. Um, I give my uh, acknowledgement to those who loved and believed in me before I knew who I was. And it's going to challenge every reader to find their big if moments. And it's going to encourage every kid to dream still do come true. I'm curious about the structure of the book. It's something I really enjoyed where you spend chapters telling your stories, going through some of those if moments. And at the ends of a lot of those chapters, you actually offer up advice to go along with those relatable stories that you just wrote about that the reader can then apply to his or her own life. Was that how you planned to write the book from the get-go, or is that style something that came along in the midst of the project? No, I am, I'm a person because, as, you know, as people read the book, I'm adamant about asking questions. And I'm not a person, and it got me in trouble when I was younger, that I can't just take somebody's word for it. I, I need an explanation um, of why. And so every time I gave examples and every time I gave perspective, I have to end the chapter of explaining myself um, and what you truly can get out of it and what I truly got out of it. And what's awesome as well is on the audio book, before every chapter starts, I give a prelude into what they're about to hear. Hmm. So uh, I gave a lot of effort, gave a lot of thought to it. And, and, and that way, any person that picks up the book uh, ha- has really no choice but to but to leave with some type of encouragement, um, some type of inspiration, and to, again, find their own major ifs in life. Rashad, you went through more during just your high school and college years than, than most people go through in an entire lifetime. And, you know, seemingly all the odds were stacked against you over and over and over again. And you were dealt uh, seemingly a tough hand time and time again. How were you able to just stay motivated throughout this entire time, throughout growing up, and uh, turning an incredible NFL well, I think you said it. All those things are my motivation. Um, I, I really have this urge to prove people wrong. Um, I love life. I'm an autodidact. I'm your average guy. I'm a goofball. I'm a quirk. I'm a nerd. And, you know, I'm the next-door neighbor type of dude, man, that's been fortunate enough uh, to, to have a second chance uh, through my high school career to transfer to a private school, take nine homeschool classes, nine summer school classes, repeated my junior year. I stopped making excuses. I stopped blaming people, and I made a 180 in my life. 
and it, it opened up the doors for so much. And I understand for myself, not everybody has uh, two loving brothers. They're 10 or 13 years older than me. I was the whoops, here we go again, baby. <laughs> and then <laughs> older than myself, they came back into my life, and I made a sacrifice. My, both of my older brothers went to a private school to coach for free to pay half the tuition. My parents took a mortgage against a home to, t- to pay the other half the tuition. And that's when I repeated and, and turned my life around. And I get that not everybody has love and family and brothers like I do. And so with this platform that I have, again, it's nothing special about me. It's just a special position I find myself in. And I get to be a magnifying glass towards things I believe are important. And I always want to do that. And that's truly my motivation. Every kid I see, um, every, every person I see, you know, is a story. Every and, and every one of us has a particular goal, has a particular checkpoint and aspirations that we need encouragement to make it. And uh, this is what that book is for. Rashad, you describe a couple of different epiphanous moments in your life and your relationship with your dad as a kid wasn't great necessarily. Now, it got better as an adult in part because you continued to be optimistic about things and put yourself in a position to be there for him when he needed you. But I'm curious to hear your story about what happened when you were a kid and suffered a serious medical event that was eventually diagnosed as asthma. Your dad would still smoke cigarettes in the house after that, despite the seriousness of your condition. This led you to confronting him in what became one of these epiphanous moments. So what exactly happened? Yeah, so I was 13. Um, I had asthma very bad. I had an attack this one particular time. It was to the point where my parents had to rush me to the hospital. And mind you, again, my my, my dad is, well, my brother's 10 10 or 13 years older than me. And so they grew up with a different father. My dad went to the military. He retired on uh, disability from the Air Force. And when he got out, he turned to drinking and smoking cigarettes all day, every day. So I grew up with it for a different father. When I was hospitalized for that week, I was in there blowing through a peak flow. It would only go a centimeter. And I'm struggling for my next breath, much less would I be able to accomplish anything in life. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever, you know, had asthma or, you know, struggled to breathe. But, you know, just kind of picture yourself underwater uh, struggling to get to the top. That's what it feels like having an asthma attack. And so I'm in the hospital. Uh, the doctors confront my, my, my parents and let my father know that they, he can't no longer smoke in front of his son. It's triggering his asthma. And sure enough, when we got out, you know, my parent, my mom would always call restaurants and check the ventilations and things before I went to particular public places because I was that bad off. And my dad would smoke outside. A week after smoking outside, he began to trickle inside. And it was one particular day, smoking in the house, and I could smell it seeming through the vents. As I started to breathe and inhale the cigarette smoke, I choked up, and I said, I'm going upstairs to confront him. I put a pillow over my face. I walked upstairs, knocked on the door. He didn't answer. I opened it. He was sitting in the corner drinking and smoking. I looked at him. I said, hey, Dad, can you stop drinking and smoking to be there for me? And he looked at me, took a puff of his smoke, sip of his drink. He said, Rashad, what you want to do when you get older? And mind you, me and my dad don't have the best relationship. We never talk about anything real intimate. He's never played catch with me. He's never come to watch me 
go uh, play a game. It's never taken me to school, nothing. So this was the first time he ever asked me that. And then, again, I'm 13 years old. It's big red rim glasses. It's a fat kid. And I'm excited because I get to tell my dad what I want to do, even though he asked it arrogant. He said, Dad, I want to play running back in the NFL. And he looked at me. He took a puff of his smoke, sip of his drink again. And he said, do you think you'll be able to make it to the NFL without drinking or smoking yourself? And with tears in my eyes, I looked at him and I said, just to prove you wrong, I'm never going to do it. And I'm 33 years old today. I've never smoked a day in my life. I've never drank a day in my life, ever anything. And it was just to prove him wrong. <laughs> and in doing and watching his little knucklehead kid prove him wrong caused him to quit smoking and drinking. And so we feel like we saved each other's life uh, from that one day. Wow, very cool. Yeah. Rashad, you played high school football all the way up through your senior year. You eventually went to Pitt your freshman year before transferring to Liberty. But the story of the first real game action you received at the high school high school legend uh, high school level is something of legend. I'm sure you've told this story a thousand times, so I'm going to try and condense it just a little bit to also encourage people to go buy the book because this story is mind-blowing. You were the fifth string running back. You were still the the fat kid who was asthmatic, who would put forth all the effort in the world but seemed to uh, be the only person who believed in himself. But in your final game your junior year, as the fifth string running back, you guys were playing your crosstown rival. If they win, they make it to the playoffs. If they lose, despite the fact that you guys no longer were in playoff contention, you would spoil their chances of going to the postseason. The four running backs in front of you go down to injury, forcing you into action in the first half. What happened the very first game of your high school career, your very first carry? Very first carry ever in high school career. Quarterback gives me the ball. I make one person miss. And I scored a four-yard touchdown, <laughs> very first play. And, you know, I'm so excited, throw the ball up in the air. I'm screaming and hooping and hollering. I never got a chance to play. You know, I run to the sideline. I chest bump one of my buddies. He falls and pick him up like it's a moment. <laughs> and and sure enough, other guys, they put, put other players back in. They wasn't doing too well, put me back in. Later on in the game, I scored another touchdown. <laughs> Same situation on defense. Guys were getting hurt left and right. And um, they decided to put me in on defense. And uh, first playoff defense in, I, I hit the quarterback. He fumbled the ball. I scooped and scored. And that was the third touchdown. And to seal the game was 21 to tw- uh, excuse me, 24-21 them. All they had to do was run the clock out. They run the ball, we call a timeout. They run the ball, we call a timeout. For whatever reason, they got frisky and decided to run a screenplay. <laughs> I sniff it out. I pick it. And I end the game with a, with another touchdown. Oh, man. Four touchdowns, two on offense, two on defense. And there was a Tennessee scout there to watch the starting running back. And he asked me after the game, he said, Rashad, I don't know who you are. I came to watch the starter, but I couldn't help but to notice you. He said, how are your grades? And I said, oh, shoot, uh, I got a point <laughs> take. And that was, that was the first time anybody's ever said to me I had potential to make it. And uh, that's when I transferred. But that story is very detailed, and uh, it's really a big turning 
point in my life. And even though you just gave the Cliff's Notes version, the detailed version of that story is uh, even more impressive. So I highly encourage everybody to check out the book for that story, if nothing else. Yeah, I got to get you on my high school fantasy team or something, Rashad. <laughs> that would have been uh, would have been big time right there. Hey, you might have just answered the question, but look, eight years in the NFL, you had uh, you know you were one of four, I think, true freshman running backs to ever start at Pitt. You had a great year. Uh, at Liberty, being a big South Conference player of the year. Uh, do you have a favorite moment? Maybe it's the story you just told us, but from your, your pretty solid NFL and football playing career, do you have a favorite memory or moment, something that sticks out that you think about the most? You know what's weird? I, I do have a couple. One, and people wouldn't believe this like sticks out to me. They're like, why? <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars is a rookie. You know, actually, it's so funny, man. My first Side note, my first NFL uh, opportunity to play running back came because Maurice Jones-Drew needed to tie his shoe. He came running to the sideline. He threw me in. <laughs> first play, first play, I kid y'all not, ran an outside zone to the left, and it was a 30-yard touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second moment was the moment that I realized a blitz was coming before David Garrard said hike. And most people would say, why is that a special moment for an NFL player? It's because I felt I was understanding the game. And then another major moment is uh, when I won Offensive Player of the Year, MVP of the team on the Oakland Raiders, and then also my father coming to watch me play um, on a wheelchair when I played against the Saints as a Giant. And speaking of your dad, you talked about how things weren't great with your dad as a kid. He provided that moment that made you promise that you would never do drugs or alcohol even as an adult and you've still maintained that all the way through 33 years but there was a turning point in y'all's relationship what was that uh the turning point was was simply a restoration of realizing unconditional love and you know when my father had to get a second leg amputated and he was in the hospital for months you know, I would, um, I mean, we've always, I mean, we've had a cordial relationship along the way through through my NFL career. Um, you know, my father's always been in the house. It's just, we just never had a, a bond. And I started, like everything else, stopped blaming everyone else and started taking ownership. And um, I would call out to him and I said, Dad, I'm, I'm going to pray with you every night while you're in the hospital. And I called him every single night, and uh, you know we started to grow closer and closer. And it was it was funny because um, I realized it was one day I was out, I went out on a date, and it, I usually call my dad. He's in the hospital. I usually call him around nine o'clock before lights out, and it was about ten. I forgot to call. He called me at ten. It was an unknown number, and uh, I said hello. He was like, hey, I was just seeing man if we was gonna pray again tonight. And for that moment, it really hit me. It was like I've, I've been wanting a relationship with my dad, but waiting on him to do it. And I, I realized that I got to take that same attitude that I do and had and have to be successful football, to be successful as a writer, um, an author, a friend, and everything. I had to do that as a son. Rashad, you are the former players rep for the New York Giants. What is one change that you would like to see the NFL make for the good of the players? Guaranteed contracts across the board. Okay. 
Seems fair. Contract about go across the board. No fluff money. Um, make it all guaranteed. Now, what about uh, what do you think the future of football is, Rashad? I mean, obviously, with the the new science uh, and findings about player safety, and obviously, there's an emphasis put on by the league, or at least they're saying they're making an emphasis to uh, keep players safe. But are you at all worried about the future of football as we know it? No, nah, it 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 it'll never go anywhere. It's too loved. I mean, it, it, it maybe it could become more and more like a soap opera from time to time with all the media and you know drama and stuff like that, but it's never going to go anywhere. Um, it's too loved of the sport, and it doesn't matter about the, you know, honestly, uh, the, the political drama and, you know, everything that goes along that we don't want, that I personally, you know, don't necessarily want to see myself um, all the time, but sometimes it's very necessary and worth it. That's not going to minimize the greatness of the game. So I, the game will never go anywhere, ever. And um, I'm proud to be a part of the show. Uh, I'm proud for the guys standing up and even sometimes sitting down for the things they believe in. So, uh, but no, the game is a safe, fun. Um, obviously, it, it has its dangers, um, and it, I think it'll continue to be a better and better game as as years go on. Rashad, I was curious to read that you have a playlist on your iTunes titled Soundtrack for when, not if, when you write your first movie script. Any sense of what that movie will be about and what are maybe a couple of songs off of that playlist? There's a couple. Like, I, 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 I'm like, so for me, I've, I've done the NFL for eight years. It's like I'm your American gladiator. That's That's the ultimate physical sport that America really has on a major scale. And brute, physical, blood, sweat, and tears. And then if you follow me outside of football, I'm the guy that goes right from the field, fighting, home to lighting candles with some Frank Sinatra on in the background, dancing with a broom. (laughs) So, like, I'm polar opposites. And so two films I want to do is a major action film and a major major romantic comedy. And the soundtracks, I can't give those away. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, man. I got to ask you about Dancing with the Stars, man. You uh, took home the title season 24. You almost rocked a, a perfect score on your final couple of dances in the series finale. What was that experience like? And, uh, man, how are you so dang good at dancing? I have no idea. I tricked some people. I really did. I, I tricked some people. It's funny how that even happened. So every off season, I pick up a new craft. The first off season, I learned how to play the guitar. I never put it down. The second off season, card tricks. The next off season, how to write properly with my opposite hand. The next off season, archery, poetry, fencing. Man, this this last one, I, re- I really wanted to learn how to ballroom dance because I've never done it before. So I I signed up for classes in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. When I went in, they said, we don't have any availability until two weeks from now. I said, no problem. I'll be back in two weeks. Well, a week from that day, Dancing with the Stars called. And I said, okay, well, I guess I get to learn in front of the world instead of behind the scenes. So that was the first time I ever danced. I had no idea what I was doing. And I honestly just thought I was going to learn how to do a little cha-cha and probably get voted off. So um I'm 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 honored to win that, and it's very different how you win. Dancing with the stars from football is is very comical. Football, it doesn't matter if you hate me, or like me, or us. 
mm-hmm. we can go in and win a game, right? Football. Dancing with the stars, you don't win unless people like you. <laughs> like, there's no way around it. And uh, so it was awesome to dance with the stars because those deliberately are the other 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 people um, that put you um, in that for number one place to win a trophy. Rashad, sounds like the Rashad Jennings Foundation is doing some really good things in the community. What is the Rashad Jennings Foundation all about? Well, kind of touching on my entire story and touching the pillars. You know, I grew up with that reading comprehension deficit, so I focus on reading education and literacy through the Rashad Jennings Foundation. I'm happy to say we're in over 40 schools. We've had over 50,000 books read. We've watched um, kids' GPA skyrocket and, and enthused from notes from parents and everyone saying how much their kid loves reading now. Um, also, uh, mentorship, because if it wasn't for somebody coming into my life, not changing me, but just kind of taking my energy and guiding it in the right direction, I wouldn't be here. So I focus on mentorship. And then lastly, definitely not least, is health and fitness. Uh, to that overweight, asthmatic kid that had no idea uh, how to eat, how to eat properly, what to look for, a focus on um, health and fitness. So that's what we do in a large lump sum. Wow. Well, Rashad, awesome. thank you so much for uh, sharing your story, not just with the book, but on these airwaves today as well. I really enjoyed reading the book over the last couple of weeks and uh, was really looking forward to this conversation today. And uh, you did not disappoint. It sounds like regardless of what it is that you are putting your mind to in life, whether it's football or ballroom dancing or archery, fencing man. or archery or whatever else, you're going to find a way to become as good as humanly possible at that. So thank you so much for sharing your story, Rashad. Thank you, Rashad. I appreciate you guys. Really do.